When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Galbraith Report. It's been a few weeks. We've been a bit busy the last few weeks, but I'm glad to say Jade and I have reconnected. The Jade I mean is, of course, Jade Galbraith, former ice hockey player, played in a variety of leagues all over the world, and he's sitting here talking to me. That shows you how good his career went. How are you, bud? <laughs> I'm good, buddy. Yeah, it's been uh, been a crazy couple of weeks here. Um, you know, playoffs for, for the younger kids. Um, yeah, spring hockey's starting to start right now. Um, yeah, so it's been good. A um, couple weeks off here just to kind of uh, get the bearings, uh, get everything going again. Um, and obviously you are having COVID. Ruben Nadir supposedly coming on. He's going to come in next episode because he has the playoffs, so we couldn't figure out a time uh, to get him locked down. So again, it's coming. All those people, I'm sorry. It's going to be a week or a podcast late. But um, yeah, we're on our way and uh, it's good to get have you back, buddy. Yeah, definitely. And as I said, I had COVID and then working with the Glasgow clan, we had a run of six games in 10 days. So it's, Jesus. Not, just the, it's not just the commentary that I do on the, the live uh, web stream, it's the preparation that goes into that, the stuff I do for the website and everything else. Oh, and I have to fit in a full-time job as well. So yeah, <laughs> it's been a bit crazy of late. But yeah, as we said, good to good to reconnect again. Absolutely. Coming up. Um, we're going to look at so we're going to catch up with some NHL um, talking points that Jade and I have been sort of picking out. The Elite League looks as though it's going to come to some kind of a conclusion this week in the UK. And um, we're going to talk award season. Catch up with your kids' teams, Jade. You'll tell us what's happening. And uh, I dare say there's another driving adventure in there. So you're listening to the Galbraith Report. Right, Jade, NHL, um, as we speak, a lot's happened. Um, it's, it's, we don't have a show long enough that's going to capture everything that's happened in the last two or three weeks. But the one I wanted to sort of pick out is Florida reaching the, the playoffs. And you've been quite impressed by them. It's unreal, man. That team is firing on all cylinders. They, they I don't know what's going on. I, they, they have scored so many goals. Um, it, it's it's crazy to, to see... Uh, like they, they were a goal scoring team for sure before, but you know, they, they have 287 goals for most in the league by, by quite a margin by at least 30 or 40 goals, 287 goals for their plus 83 on, um, on uh, uh, goal, goal differential um, regular or even strength. So, um, the only thing that I'm that, that I'm kind of worried about with them is they might not be able to score in the playoffs. Um, their last year, uh, I think they won the first round or, or first or second round. Um, that they the goalie didn't play that well, but if you have a if you're scoring five or six goals a game, you don't really need a goalie. Any goalie in the league can have a goals against of under four. Um, so looking at the playoffs, what what my main concern is to see if they can actually. Um, keep the goal scoring up they have been doing it they've they've shocked me I thought they'd slow down for a little bit maybe come in the second or third in the Atlantic but they're they're rolling best team in 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 the league right now um which is which is it doesn't shock me because they have a a lot of 200 foot stars Huberto's having a hell of a season um he's my MVP right now like to, to to play on that team uh, what he's doing with them, Barkov, obviously best defensive forward in the league. I think he he makes that that line run, um, but they have a lot of two hundred foot grinding forwards. They have uh, Sam Bennett who came from Calgary. He is a he's a playoff player at heart, a grinder. He's having a hell of a season. The the pickups they picked up in uh, for, at the trade deadline are, are playing well too. Um, they got uh, a couple guys from Buffalo which <laughs> Buffalo sucks. So 
uh, to have those guys that are probably rejuvenated going to Florida out of Buffalo being first in the league as opposed to last every year. So those guys have rejuvenated their careers as well. So only only thing I want to say is if they can keep this going, and we'll know in the first two games of the playoffs at home when they get home ice, um, looks like they're going to be playing Washington, New York kind of area. Tampa Bay's been following off. That would suck for Florida to have to play Tampa first round because, again, Florida or Tampa Bay is – until they're dethroned, I think they're going to win the cup just because winning, um, winning, um, uh, it's hard to keep, uh, or what's a winning pedigree, you know, guys, they've been there. Yes. They they just know how to win. They've done it twice, two in a row. That's, ah, it's impossible to do in in sports nowadays is to win two championships in a row. So until they're dethroned, um, still Tampa's my team. But again, it's Florida, Tampa first round, holy cow, or, or even Florida, Washington, Washington, They've got some pedigree as well. Um, that team is a, is a grinding team as well. So just to to uh, to play one of those teams in the first round of Florida can get through that first round. Playing one of those two teams, the sky's the limit for them. So, but uh, again, they got to keep scoring goals. Um, if they don't keep scoring goals, I don't know how they're going to adapt to it because this whole season they've been scoring and scoring and scoring, and nothing's been slowing them down. So that that is my only uh, my only cross to bear for for them. Um, at the point, at this point, just to, to just to, to emphasize that the point you're making about Florida scoring, they get five in their previous game against Buffalo. They put seven past the New Jersey Devils. They won in overtime. Four past the Chicago Blackhawks. Seven past the Montreal Canadiens. They only scored two against Toronto. They lost that game five two. That's their only loss uh, in a run going back the last couple of weeks. But it's impressive. It really is impressive when you just see those those figures in isolation right now. It really is impressive. As you said, two hundred and eighty seven goals. That's incredible. Yeah, and, and that Atlantic division is unbelievable. Boston uh, is third. Uh, they've they've won three in a row. Toronto's won five in a row. Florida's won four in a row. Like their their last ten or eight eight and two. All three of them. Like to to gain any any like the Leafs are playing well. I have to admit, Matthews that guy's been playing unbelievable. Uh, he's leading the league in goals right now. No surprise there. He's one of the best uh, pure pure goal scorers in the league. Um, but that that Atlantic division, holy shit! Like that is the 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 epitome. That's the best division in hockey right now, as I can see, with uh, the battles that they're having. Like they eight and two, all all of those teams. You know, like it sucks for Boston, right? They they're eight and two, and they they haven't gained any points on the second. And Toronto hasn't gained any points. Well, they beat they beat Florida the other day, but they're still. You know, points behind them. You know, it's tough to gain any ground. Tampa, too. Poor Tampa. They have a bad weekend. They lose, you know, three or four out of out of ten, and, and they're they're in the wild card. Like it's it's crazy. Um, seeing that Atlantic division in Boston, man, they're playing unreal as well. So, I want to see if Toronto Boston play against each other again, or you know, something like that. Toronto Pittsburgh, like it's or, or Toronto Boston. It looks like it's going to be. Holy cow, is that going to be an unreal playoff series again? I'm just looking here. I've got the NHL website open as we speak, Jade, and I'm looking at Colorado Avalanche and Carolina Hurricanes. They can both reach the playoffs as well. It's, it's starting to really tighten up now in terms of the, the, the sort of postseason. These places are starting to go. Absolutely. Colorado is the best in the, in the Western Conference for, for sure now. Uh, or Calgary, like I said before, they um, – they were my team. They still are my team. I still, I, I still think they're they're doing great. But Colorado's separating themselves uh, from from the pack right now. Um, again, they'll they'll be playing maybe Vegas, Dallas, Nashville in those. Um, although Vegas is is on a tear right now, Nashville's kind of been falling off. I wanted to step into to the Oilers. The Oilers are playing uh, inspired hockey. You know, me and the Oilers. I, I'm not a huge fan of them. I think um, you might have said. Yeah, well, that's the, they got a, what they should be doing in the front office is, is the wrong kind of thing, getting forwards all the time. They need to shore up their defense. But when they're scoring five or six goals a game in the last little bit, um, you don't need to stop goals. So um, the only thing, again, is playoffs is a different beast. Um, like I said, the Oilers, they won four in a row. Dreisaitl hit his 50-goal mark. McDavid's leading the league. They are playing inspired hockey. They 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 – I, I never once said that they wouldn't make the playoffs, but I knew that they'd be in the bottom echelon. Um, 
again, I, I can't see them passing Calgary to get get the, the number one seed. So it looks like they, if it's, things stay the same, it'll be LA and Edmonton, which will be an unbelievable season or a series. I mean, um, Edmonton again. I, I just playoff hockey. Um, the stars have to come to the forefront, and if Drysdale McDavid score two or three, and they actually can be pluses and play good defense. And, you know, uh, put that effort in, that 200-foot effort in. I could see them possibly beating L.A., but L.A. is, is too much of a, uh, a full 200-foot team. Edmonton still isn't. They're, the Stars, they do what they want. They're, they're not accountable on defense as much. But that's, you know, they're young. Um, if they want to win, they'll, they'll buy in. If not, uh, L.A., they've been there before. You know, they, they know what it takes um, to, to, to get through. So um, I'm excited. Edmonton, you know, you know um, it's just, can they do it in the playoffs? Are their stars going to shine in the playoffs? But David and Dreisaitl, probably the two best, um, they are the two best regular season players. They'll always get their points. They'll, um, you know, do their thing. No matter wins or losses, they're going to get their points. But do they want to be those guys that lead the league in scoring and then they're out first round all the time? Do they want to be that? Or are they going to buy in, play that 200-foot game? Um Again, the coaching, they got to put them in situations, you know, to succeed in that way. They can't play them all the time. You know, they, if they play them together, you know, other lines, they don't have enough scoring to, to, do, to, uh, to, to, to play them, you know, always together. So they're going to have to split them up. And if they split them up, is that going to ruin their chemistry? So um, the Oilers are, are an enigma to me. You know, they, they've got the two best players in the NHL, really. Um but again, they, they don't have the defensive game. And, you know, the goalies are playing all right right now. But playoff hockey is a different beast. You're not winning games 6-7-5, 7-6, uh, stuff like that. You're never winning them. You're winning them 2-1, to 3-2, to um, you know, uh, games like that. And, and I don't know if Edmonton uh, can, can do that yet. They need more 200-foot players. They need some sandpaper. They need some guys that uh, are going to grind out, do anything to, to do that. And... Will McDavid and Dreisaitl play defensive hockey if they're not scoring? I don't know. I don't know if I can um, can say that. So, again, it's it, it's up up in the air with me, just like uh, Florida, uh, Edmonton. I think they have a chance if the moons align, they they buy in, and I could see them, you know, coming out of the first round, maybe maybe doing some damage. But uh, it's a big question mark to me. I want to ask about your beloved Flames. I'm in danger. We're in danger of turning this podcast into a Flames loving because uh, we've talked about <laughs> so far. But I'm just looking at the results. Um, probably since the last time we we recorded a podcast here, the form's gone a bit patchy on them. Are you a little bit concerned? Absolutely. Yeah. They are uh, like again, Calgary. I, I love their. They have good coaching. They play a great system. They they have four. You know good depth depth lines you know um what what's bothering me about the games is you know they're get, getting out to some good starts and then they're just grinding it they're getting grinded down like they're they're losing leads and, and that right there in playoff hockey is if you start losing leads your confidence is shot it's tough you know if, if you're coming back and tying it and losing it's a little bit it's a different mindset so i'm thinking um um, Calgary, they, they got to start uh, last night. They, they won, um, they pulled it, pulled out a win. Um, again, they scored 15 seconds in or 12 seconds in Johnny Gaudreau, um, scored. So, um, they won three to two. So uh, again, um, that's a good sign. They're only five, three and two in their last 10. Um, so, you know, Edmonton is seven, two and one. So they're, they're moving up. I don't know if they have enough to, to catch Calgary, but this is the part of the season the last two weeks, 10 games or so, where you can tell if a team is going to do some damage in the playoffs or not. If you're shitty going into the playoffs, it's tough to reset and and play, you know, to, to your expectations. It's it's really tough. That's why Edmonton, uh, I'm so uh, uh, I'm proud, or not proud, I'm so um, uh, impressed with the way they're doing, uh, w- with what they're doing, because, again, they're playing – their best hockey seems to be at the end of the season, and that's a testament to their to their leadership, their coaching. Um, Calgary right now is going through; they're in the weeds a bit, um, but but still, they they have a lot. Um, you know, they they played so well um, all season that they can kind of have a little lull. But I'm telling you right now, by next week, uh, two weeks max, if they're not going on a little roll here, playing good hockey, good defensive hockey, not giving up a lot. Um, 
you know, I, I'm scared uh, to see because uh, again, Nashville, Vegas, Dallas, all those teams, uh, they'll be, they'll be ready, ready to go hundred um, percent. Another stat Calgary's plus 68, um, you know, uh, even, even strength um, goals uh, to, to plus plus to minus. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really good. That's on the tops in the league. So uh, scoring even strength is huge in the playoffs. Um uh, special teams is will will win you Stanley Cups, but if you can't score regular uh, even strength, you, uh, you're doomed. You're toast. I don't care if you get four power play goals and uh, the other team. You know what I mean? Like you have to score even strength in the playoffs to win. So um, with the sample size that they have, I think that they're um, they're they're doing well. Now, what I what I don't see a lot of is secondary scoring right now. Third, fourth lines pitching in. You know, that is another thing is if your third and fourth lines don't give up any goals, you, you can do, you can win in the playoffs. But if they start being minuses and, and, um, and not doing their job defensively, um, then that just puts more pressure on the top lines to score more. Um, again, flames are a little bit, I'd say stagnant. Oilers are definitely on the rise. Right, tell you what we'll do. We'll take a little break there. We're going to talk about some individuals in the NHL, some of the high scorers, and get your thoughts on some of those guys. We've listed two or three, but I'm going to throw a couple at you as well. So we'll take a little break here on the Galbraith Report. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Galbraith Report. We've just had a mouthful of water and we'll keep the conversation going. <laughs> Staying in the NHL, I want to ask you about some of the, the scorers, the guys that are, that are picking up the points in the NHL. You mentioned a couple already when we talk, you were talking about the Oilers there. Connor McDavid's one, um, Leon Dreisaitl, the, the German forward, another one. I'm going to throw a couple more at you as well. Austin Matthews at the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's having an incredible season. I've seen he's breaking records as well. Yeah, he uh, beat the uh, uh, Vibes uh, goals in a season fifty-four, uh, or he's tied. Or, or, or let me see here. I think let me see. Yeah, he's got fifty-four. So he t- he's tied it right now. Um, goals in um, for Toronto Maple Leaf, which is an amazing. It's it's been that record's been out there forever, years and years and years since Vive played, which is a long time ago, sixties or seventies, I think. So. Um, that is an unbelievable uh, record for him. He, he's uh, him and, and uh, Ovechkin are the purest goal scorers in the NHL. I always tell my kids when I when I teach my kids, um, he change angles. He changes angles so well when he shoots, uh, pushes pucks out, brings pucks in. Um, you know, he's always he's a shoot first guy. Shoots through traffic. Like um, uh, kids out there should watch not the goals and him going posting in. You know, all that kind of stuff. Not looking at that, but looking where he's shooting on the ice, who he's shooting through, timing, not shooting quickly, waiting. So there's a lot that goes into to, to scoring goals. It's it's natural, it is, but there's a lot to go in. You don't just grab the puck uh, and then pick top corner bar in it. It doesn't happen like that at that level. I'm sorry to say. you have, There's a lot going into it. So his season, I'm not shocked. Again, he's playing with one of the passer, best passers in the league with, with Mitch Martyr. So Mitch, that guy's vision is, is unreal. He's a little water bug in there. He's always getting the puck, getting it out. Matthews, he kind of uh, – he, he it's not all the times that he takes it himself and does it. So to, to get 50 goals in the NHL, you have to have a good line mate or two. Uh, you can't do it yourself. In any league getting 50 goals, you need somebody to get you the puck. I don't care who you are. Ovechkin had Backstrom. Uh, um, Matthews has uh, Marner. So um, you always need that one-two punch. So, um, again, I don't want to say everything with Matthews because Marner does a lot, but uh, Austin Matthews, man, one of the pure goal scorers um, 
in the NHL today. And once once um, Ovi leaves, it'll be it'll be Austin for sure. Now you mentioned McDavid and Drysaitel, the, the seasons they've had. But I want to ask you about Sidney Crosby. Now he's been around for what seems like forever. You know, he's been around since two thousand and five, posting regular um, hundred point seasons and, and what have you. This season, sitting at seventy two and, and fifty eight, twenty six goals and forty six assists. It is I, I don't want this to sound incredibly unkind because Sid is a hell of a player. Is he is he coming down that other side of the? the hill I now when it comes I, to I still I still think Sidney Crosby is the best all around player in the NHL. You can correct me if I'm wrong. You, everybody has their opinions, but that guy does everything. He's a 200-foot player. He makes the guys around him better. It's not about always about points and scoring with him. It's about winning with him. And, um, you know, nothing to, not to take anything away from uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl, they, they're just young right now. And winning is not the biggest priority. The accolades are first for them right now because they're young. It happens with everybody. Steve Eiserman, Scotty Bowman said to Steve Eiserman, said, hey, do you want to win the scoring race again or do you want to start winning Stanley Cup? So they'll buy in at some point and their points will go down a bit, but but um, but they'll, they'll start to win a little bit more. And Sidney Crosby, man, right, right since the day one, he's been – oh, I, I love him to death. I, I He is – I've never seen – I always call him the best skilled grinder. I call him a grinder first because that guy down low, I've never seen an NHL player in all my years of watching uh, better along the boards than that than that man. He never loses the puck. He looks behind. He knows before he even gets there where everybody else is. Uh, again, hockey's a thinking game, and the thinking guys, uh, the guys you know that think the game first – uh, are the guys that succeed the most. Speed's great, hard shots great, but the vision guys are the guys that make other players better. Um, I'm not saying I'm even in that group, but when I played, I was always a vision first guy, mostly because I was slow. I had to slow everything down. So that that being said, there uh, is a little different. But I, again, I, I always saw things happen that nobody else saw, and and Crosby has done that his whole career. Like the one stat that. It's pretty amazing. He he is. This is his seventeenth or eighteenth season with over a point a game. Now, if he does one more season after this, he'll break Gretzky's record. So, anytime you can beat a Gretzky record, um, it's pretty amazing things. And he's not getting one point nine points a game, but to get a point a game in the NHL is is almost impossible. There's like twenty guys that do it every year. It is freaking hard, man. And to do it every single season. And again, you're right. He has gone down a bit. Um, obviously, he, he's getting old. It's just the way it is. But I'll tell you right now, um, I could see Pittsburgh winning another Stanley Cup before he he retires. I could just see it because he – yeah, it is. It is. A, I'm putting my balls out there. But again, the the organization in Pittsburgh, if Sid and Mal can go to come together and they take a little bit less money and, and they want to do it, there's no way in the world that that organization says, no, we're, we're going to rebuild. Not a chance. I think um, he'll go on another run. I, I may, I, maybe I'm a little bit too out there saying that they'll win, but I could see see Pittsburgh getting to the Stanley Cup Finals again. And and I'm glad you brought up Sidney Crosby because he is the complete player. Um, every single player that's ever played with him always says, I, I, I playing with Sidney Crosby is the easiest thing in the world, the absolute easiest thing. He, he's he's calm on the ice. He he's he helps you. He's never negative. He's always you know that leader. And you know it's it's um, it's fucking awesome to see that he's still doing what he's doing right now. Um, again, he's twenty first in the league in scoring, um, top twenty probably every single season of his his career. So um, I'm glad you brought him up. I still think uh, realistically he's probably lost. A, maybe a, a quarter of a step. I still think he's fucking unbelievable. But again, um, he, he's one of the best players ever to play, and his stats show that. His teammate, Jake, was it Gwensel, if I've pronounced that? Yeah. He's coming along nicely as well. I've got his stats in front of me here. And when you look at his stats, they improve year upon year. He's 27 years old now. He's going to get to a point. He's going to hit that peak, isn't he? Yes, uh, Gensel, well, he came in, actually, he won a Stanley Cup his rookie year, I, I think. Uh, I remember watching a documentary about it and how him getting called up, and then as soon as he ca- got called up, I think he scored two goals his first game, and, and ever since then, he's just been a scorer. 
You know, those two work so well together. Again, Crosby, he's going to get his goals, but uh, I think he's a playmaker, playmaker first and foremost. He, he reads the play so well. Teams try to focus on him. So when they focus on him, he has the, he, he has the, the, the patience and the skill to, to uh, you know, uh, make great plays, backhand sauce passes, through guys. You know, he, he's like when he came into the, to the NHL's first couple of years, he's the most skilled guy in the league by far. Again, he's changed his game because um, you have to. You have to adapt. Adapt or die, they say. So he has really changed his game uh, to play in that 200-foot game. He's always played 200 feet, always been responsible in his end. But now he knows what his strengths are, and his strengths are helping his line mates and helping teams to win. And, again, if, if he has to be playing defense a full game for them to win and not not playing much offense, then he'll do that. He, he's the kind of guy that will help. And uh, Gensel is one of the guys that has, has thrived through, um, through you know, the tutelage of, of Sidney Crosby. So um, uh, definitely um, a great, great kid, Gensel, pure goal scorer as well. Um, but, again, you know, he, he doesn't do much, uh, a lot of the stuff he's been doing without Sid. So... But I do, I do want to tell you one thing um, that I, I've been saying. I told my wife at the start of the year, um, K- Kirill Kaprizov uh, plays for Minnesota. Um, some guys were saying, oh, my God, I can't believe how much um, Minnesota signed him for. Um, you know, was a rookie last year. I think he won rookie of the year last year. Um, they're like, yeah, he's, he's, he's good. He's not proven. I, I laughed in their faces. This guy is one of the top – he's the top three skilled guys in the NHL by far. The guy's skill just oozes skill. And to play in Minnesota and be putting the numbers up that he's putting up, um, you know, he's 39 goals. You know, last guy to score, you know, 39 goals maybe was Stahl in Minnesota a long time ago. They're not an offensive team. And for him to, to, to change their dynamic now – and they're winning. They're winning games. They're scoring goals. They're winning games. And I say in this right now, I'll, I'll put my name on the line. Karel Kaprizov will lead the league in scoring um, in the next five years. I'm, I'm, I'll put that out there because if you put a couple guys with that guy, that guy is so freaking skilled. You know, the, like I say, vision. Um, so just watch uh, people out there that haven't watched him very, very much. Watch his his skill level. Like it, it's top top one percent. For sure, top one percent. So I just wanted to uh, to throw him out there because I'm really impressed with uh, the second season that that he's had this year this year in Minnesota. Right, I'm going to throw a curveball at you because I like doing that when we do this. <laughs> are there players? Are there any forward players in the NHL right now that you can identify with um, in in terms of the way you played the game, your style? Do you see players like that that are maybe a little bit similar to the way you played, but uh, in the NHL right now? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I was a vision guy. You know me. I led the league in assists all the time. So I, I was the guy that would slow the game down. Um, you know, like a, a Stone, I wasn't great defensively like Stone is. Stone's amazing defensively. But Stone, he's not a great skater. Um, he slows the game down. Stone for um, for uh, Vegas. He slows the game down to his level. And, you know, he's so skilled. You know, I, he has a long stick. I had a long stick. Um, you know, so stuff like that, like, um, power play, um, same thing. Like that was my bread and butter. I, I was, I was brought into teams. I signed with teams because I could run a power play. Um, and it was pretty, you know, I could just see, see the opening, see that stuff. So I'd say stone, um, dry sidle, um, passing wise, like I, I'm not, don't, don't get me. I'm not, uh, identifying as dry. So I'm not, not a chance, but my skill level and vision of seeing, seeing the passes are, are like his, he sees the ice so well having McDavid helps too, but there's just guys like that. Like I, I see things that, that people never, that, that other hockey players, uh, you know, like they'll, they'll see it late, but I'll see it right away. And, and I always say if I actually worked out and, and worked hard and, and wanted wanted it I, I would have been able to make it there and be a regular but um again those kind of guys are the guys that i was slowing the game down bringing them to my pace and when when that happened uh it was it was easy for me to make those plays because again it's getting those guys out of their comfort zone that's what you want to do if you're a speed guy and you're really speedy and you're using your speed that means that the other guys are uncomfortable because you're using your your um um 
your attributes, your, 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 your skill level. I was a skilled guy, great passer, could see everything. So when I slowed it down, I would get you out of your comfort zone and then little, little plays would, would open up. And that, and that's what dry does. He's a way better skater than me. Um, don't get me wrong. And, and same with stone, but um, th- those are the kind of guys that I, um, that I, that I would, would have been if I, if I played in the NHL, like a really like vision oriented guy, patient with the puck, um, not forced in anything, that kind of thing. So, you know, those are the, those are the kind of guys that I, I, I like to watch and, and, um, and, and stuff because again, I, they, they bring out a little bit of myself. Little news story that's just, uh, well, I say just come in. It's been a, probably a few hours now. In fact, no, it's actually a little bit out in the last hour. Um, Ryan Getzlaff from the, the Ducks has decided to retire at the end of, of this season. What's your, your thoughts on him? What are your thoughts on his career? Um, quite a, an impressive career. 282 goals, um, 1,013 points in 17 seasons, 36 years old. But fair to say, been there and done that. What do you make of Ryan? Well, it gets the funny thing is he played for the Calgary Hitman. Saskatchewan boy. Um, he he played uh, for the Hitman. So I saw him a lot. Um, I'm, same thing. Unbelievably uh, skilled not necessarily goal scorer, uh, pure passer. Like, say, as you can tell, his, his stats probably 800, 900 assists or whatever he had there. Um, could run a power play, tough as nails, gritty, tough, you know, in your face, never backed off. And he was a captain for years. So his leadership skills were, were second to none. You're not a captain in the NHL for that many seasons if you're, you're not a great leader and if people won't, won't follow you. You know, he, he won a Stanley Cup with, with Anaheim. Um, so he, he to, to, do, to win a Stanley Cup and to be, you know, not, not, I'm not saying the fourth line guys don't earn Stanley Cups. They do, 100%. But to be a star and to be able to be on that stage and score and put up points and lead, you know, it, it takes a certain guy. And Getzloff's done that his whole career. You know, um, Anaheim, um, um, they're a great team. And I know he... I guarantee he wanted to, he probably could have asked for a trade to it, a contender to win another cup, but his character said, no, I'm going to retire where, where I started. And, and that guy's just uh, an epitome of a loyal guy. Um, and his stats speak for himself, um, what he did um, and a good, good Canadian Saskatchewan boy. So um, I, I'm, I met him a few times. Um, great man. Um, again, it's sad to see him leave the game, but at least he went out on his own terms. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy about that. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to the Galbraith Report. We're in the UK now talking Elite League. It's a big, big week for the Elite League. Jade, you played here for five years. You kind of know the terrain uh, quite well. Um, you were having a look, weren't you, at what was happening? We're looking at Belfast possibly winning the, the title this week, the Belfast Giants, some playoff places hopefully getting sorted out as well. What do you make of what you've seen from afar? Um, in your part? Well, yeah, we we were talking before a couple episodes ago about uh, who, who, who I thought would uh, win the the elite league uh, championship. And I said, well, Belfast after, you know, they split, but I just, I thought Belfast was a little, little bit ahead. And, and uh, looking at the stats now, they're three points ahead, but Steelers have a game in hand. But like you said, they're playing this weekend again, uh, home and home, or are they both in Sheffield? Yeah, they are indeed. If they win the league, if Belfast win the league this week, they would do it by beating um, the Sheffield Steelers in regulation time. They play each other twice. Yeah. And at that, this point, the Giants would have 84 points and the Steelers maximum would only be 83. So that confirms that one. Um, scenarios are now up on the Elite League website, incidentally. The Steelers, as we record, Jade, this is Tuesday. The Steelers are away at Manchester Storm on Wednesday. And that could be an interesting game for the Glasgow clan um, because if the Steelers beat Manchester in regulation time and the clan beat Storm on Saturday, the clan have reached the playoffs, as do I think one or two other teams, including, I want to say, the Dundee Stars. Um, so it gets very interesting, and this could be a, a key, key week. Belfast are, are just a terrific team. I saw them twice last week. They played the clan 
uh, in Glasgow last Tuesday. Played them off the ice, 7-1. Clan couldn't lay a glove on them. Better performance uh, from Glasgow on Friday when they went to Belfast. Lost 5-1. As I say, better performance. Scoreline maybe doesn't quite reflect that fully, but that just shows you how good a Giants team they've got right now. They've got a deadly um, front three of uh, David Goodwin, JJ Pickinich and Scott Conway who are picking up points for fun. I, I used the stat in the game last Tuesday in commentary that between the three of them, they picked up 242 points. It's got to be well over 250 by now. And but, uh, who's, who's, leading, who's leading the league? Well, how many points does he have? Uh, at the moment, I think it's Pickinich. Um, let me just call that up right now. Um, yeah, JJ Pickinich, 76 points from 49 games. Scott Conway, 72 points um, from 50 games. And then Mark Cooper, um, another uh, forward player, 57 and 50. David Goodwin's a little bit further down. He's the captain at Belfast, 55 and 45. But prior to the game last Tuesday when the Giants were in Glasgow, Goodwin had actually picked up 24 points in the last 11. That was a another start I used as well. Wow. So when you've got guys on that kind of form, it's really hard to stop them. Definitely. Um, well, like I said, Belfast is always a powerhouse. Every single season I played, they were always first, second, or third. Every single season that uh, we played against them, they, they recruit well. They got a, well, a great coaching staff now. Um, as you can tell, uh, great fans, great organization. They 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 do it right. And uh, Sheff, not taking anyone from Sheffield, Cardiff, or Nottingham, um, or any of the teams in the league. They just um, they seem to be able to get get the, the the players in, and the players that come in seem to produce. And um, like any any league, um, stats uh, when you're getting recruited, stats are a big thing because it's tough to to see players, you know. Um, um, going to watch players in, in other leagues. It's just, it just can't happen. So for for um, for the Belfast uh, uh, scouting staff to, to get those players in and, and for them to perform, that, that is uh, how, how you win championships. So Belfast has done that really well. All, all those top four always do seem, seem to just because, you know, it, it's – I don't know if it's the rinks and the fans and stuff. Um, it's tough for, for those uh, Fife and – you know those those lower end teams to to get um, to get those high end players because again um, you know the facilities aren't great. I'm not taking anything away from any any of the teams. It's just if you got a chance to go to Belfast or a chance to go to Fife, you know I, I no offense to Fife, absolutely I love that place, but um, you know you, you probably go to Belfast because again it's it's an unbelievable rink, great city, great fans. I'm not taking anything away from Fife's fans. They probably have crazier fans, but. Again, on the other hand, is is you know facilities do matter, and and it and it sucks that uh, some of the teams, you know, lose out on on players because of that. But on the other hand, you know, um, Belfast gets those players because they win. So if Fife starts winning and they're in, you know getting the top four, then you'll see a lot of, more of those players uh, better end, like top end players. Dude, get there. It feels like you're picking on Fife a wee bit there. That's about well, I'm just because Fife's at the bottom. That's the only reason why I'm saying that. Uh, I loved playing in Fife. It, it, it's, it's 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 a tough place to play, man. Their their fans are crazy. Nothing against them. It's just that they're last right now. So it's it's tough um, recruiting when when you are um, a last place team. It's just the way sports are. You know, teams or players want to go to winning teams. It's just the way it is. Nobody wants to lose. So um, it's tough to get those players to those places. But, again, ne next year could be Coventry or it could be Nottingham. could be anything like that. So, again, it's just I'm picking on Fife because um, they had a tough season this year. And, um, you know, Belfast is winning, so that's why. But, um, uh, like I said, I think if, if, if Belfast comes out, uh, they need two wins or just one? They need two, right? They need two. They need to beat she the Sheffield. So if they win one and they split, Sheffield sells a chance. But I'm, I'm thinking, um, depending on who Belfast plays their, their last three games, you know, if Belfast if Belfast split this weekend and then win out, it's over. You know, they they got the they got the championship in their own hands. You know, Sheffield uh, has to win the rest of their games to do it. So uh, it's in Belfast's hands, and that's where you want to be at the end of the year. Scenario B um, for, for this, as I say, it's on the Elite League website. This is where I'm getting it from. So scenario B, Manchester beat Sheffield on Wednesday night in regulation. As a Glasgow fan, I don't want that. Um, <laughs> pick up at least three points in Sheffield. Yeah, so you could be right there if, if 
at that point. So at that point, the Giants would have 83 points, which would be the most Sheffield can get. But Belfast currently hold the regulation wins tiebreaker at 35-30. So that's quite a yeah. lead they've got there. Yeah, so they, they have to – Sheffield has to win. So that would be it. Yeah, yeah basically. So And, and then Glass. And this is yeah, so Glasgow, same thing. If Man- if uh, Sheffield can do them a favor and take Manchester down, Manchester has what five games left? Yes, yes, they do. So they went out there fifty points. So um, Glasgow needs three. They they win three out of their next five. They're in. So um, again, who does Glasgow play their next three? Well, Glasgow. I've got Manchester on Saturday. That's the next game. Oh, that's the huge. That that's yeah. the game right there. Uh, yeah. They go to Coventry on sun, uh, Sunday, and then they go to no, they're at home to Sheffield next Wednesday. Um, well, they could Glasgow could jump up a Glasgow could jump up a few spots. Uh, they take they they win you know when they they win four out of five, and Coventry they beat Coventry and Coventry loses another one. They could pop into that fifth fifth spot. I'll tell you what though, it seems to um, me that that Nottingham are the team that the the teams. Sort of roundabout want to play. I'm mean, assuming get the table in front of you. Nottingham around 51, then Coventry yeah. in fifth with 48. The top eight qualify for the playoffs. Dundee with 45, Clan with 45, and then Guildford Flames surprisingly down there in eighth place. So it's one hell of a battle. Um, to, to that is awesome, man. That's going to come down. Every game matters. I can, yeah. Other than Cardiff, other than Cardiff, really. Yeah, every other team could go up or down. So there's one team in, in in the elite league right now that pretty much is on cruise control. They, you know, they just get out of it with no injuries. Um, all the rest of the teams, every single one of them, could move up or down. That's that. That is a great season. That that is what fans and and uh, you know teams are looking for. That is that is great. That's awesome to see. And I put it to you, Jade, being an ex-Nottingham Panthers man, your old team lost 10-4 at Coventry um, on Sunday. That would have been a shock to you, given the, the teams and the, the people you played Jesus. with. The fans would be absolutely beside themselves. At seeing wow, them. man. Uh, that's unreal. To lose 10-4, I don't think... Uh, I know we've beat, when I was in Nottingham, we won games with 10 goals, but I've never... Never in my elite league career have I lost by uh, with uh, has the other team had ten goals. Never. Nope. That's embarrassing, man. That, that's like that's. I don't care if you're playing. You know, when we played the Boston Bruins, fucking, we lost five one. Like even that. Like, are you out of your mind? You're losing ten four to a team that's two points, three points behind you in the stands. That's just a lack of uh, preparation of of. Fucking! I don't even know what to say. That's pretty bad. I can't. I can't be too critical of Nottingham here because Clan also lost eight um, one to Coventry a few weeks ago, um, and lost eight two to Guildford. So they've been pro. But that's it's double digits though, Craig. Double digits that you should at nine goals, you should die before you let that tenth goal in. I tell my kids all the time, like if if you lose nine one nine two, okay, I can live with that. But if you are, if the other team has nine. And you can't battle your ass off as hard as you can to to stop it at that. That's double digit goals against is oh it's it's a, oh it drives me crazy. Love love to get them, but on the other hand, I'd rather not get scored ten on than score ten, just because that is a super embarrassing, especially in a professional league. So that that's uh, I should they should be ashamed of themselves for that. So, just to recap, as things stand here in the UK, Belfast, Sheffield, Cardiff and Nottingham are all in the playoffs. Coventry, Dundee, Glasgow, Guildford occupy positions 5-8. to eight. Manchester Storm just on the outside, 40 points, 4 points away from Guildford in 8th. Five Flyers, you would have to say, out of it on 35 points from 14. You could see, depending on how those results pan out, Coventry, Dundee and Glasgow maybe in the playoffs by Saturday, if results go their way, as I mentioned, with Manchester playing Sheffield on the Wednesday. It could all be more or less settled by the time you hear this. Who knows? But it, it just makes for a fascinating contest. Unbelievable. This is awesome. It's great. And it just shows you how the standard in the UK has grown. Maybe since when you played here, Jade, I know it was re- relatively high when you were here, um, but it really has um, picked up in the last few years. And bear in mind, we had no season last year. COVID yeah. you know, stopped our season before it started last year. So it's... To, to, to have... Yeah, to, to, to see this, to have the battle, to, you know, I give these players, organizations, coaches, like guys like you, um, uh, TV guys, all the, every single person involved in the UK um, Hockey League, um, I'm, I'm really proud of because to stop a league, 
in its tracks, not have a season, and then to 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 put it all together and then have you know such a great finish like this. It's it's just a testament to the to the people working their asses off, players, coaches, uh, media, um, owners, everybody, and and that's you know. Uh, you know, just just it just proves that you know um, the, this league is here to stay. It's you know I was kind of kind of scared a bit when they shut down if they could get the players to get there and all that stuff. It's it's one of those things. It's 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 tough and and they're just the elite league's just starting to get up at that you know uh, uh, to get the respect from you know the DELs, the KHLs, the SHLs, you know the all those Finnish leagues. You know, to get up there, and I say in ten years they're gonna they're gonna have some teams that 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 get far in the Champions League, you know, like they've been doing. So, you know, it's just um, it's good, great to see. Like um, um, when I played, it, it was on its way, and and now it's even better. And and in ten years, I think it's gonna be even better. So, you know, that's just an attest, a testament to to uh, everybody involved. So, I'm really proud of the guys there. Before we go to another break, I want to ask you about awards. We're getting into award season. And the reason I bring this up is, as we record, tomorrow, I'll be the Wednesday the 6th, I'm off to the, the Glasgow Clan Awards. So I've dug out my suit, whether it fits me, that's another issue. <laughs> I wore it in a while. Um, you know, this is when all the players, all the fans get together, celebrate the season. You know, and this is the first time we've been able to do it in person since 2019, since before the COVID lockdown. I shared the picture with you the other day when you received your uh, award from the Ice Hockey UK Journalists um, for Player of the Year, and you looked fucking miserable. Nah. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter, you looked fucking miserable. Um, I think you, I, I put, I said to you, you, I think you were in the zone, but that was for your hundred point season you got with the clan. What recollection do you have of, of awards nights and, and things like that? Because I dare say you've been to a few through the years. Yeah, I've, I've won I don't know, uh, three, I think, uh, two professional um, uh, MVPs and, and one um, junior. Um, it's it's amazing. Um, oh, like like I said, it's it's amazing for for yourself. Um, you know that I, that I had the season I had. Uh, everything clicks when when you have a season like that. But but like I said then, uh, and I'll say now is you, you can't do it without your line mates. Jordan Krasanovich and me just we clicked like nothing could go wrong. We, we just tore that league up. Um, and, and if you don't have a guy like that, like dry McDavid, you know, all of that kind of stuff, you, you need that, that um, one, two punch. You need that guy with it. And Jordan was, was the defender defender guy. I played strictly offense. I never came into my own zone. So for him to, to sacrifice that for me and, and for me to get it, it was, it was, a, it was special, you know, anytime you can win an MVP, um, especially voted on by by people, um, it, it's pretty special thing. So um, I always take that uh, humbly. And, and um, uh, but again, you can't do it without your team and your line mates in hockey, especially. So um, yeah, it was just um, fun, fun times. Um, that night, I was pissed off because we, we I got it and we were playing Nottingham, so I, was, I wanted to beat them so bad. So I was probably ready to go, but. Um, when I got uh, when I got the MVP from the league uh, at the finals weekend, I was a little bit more uh, more ha- a little bit happier and uh, a little bit um, yeah smileier because <laughs> we were we were drinking pre- uh, quite a bit that that weekend. So it was that was a fun time as well. But um, yeah, um, anytime you can get a award, you know you got to thank the people that got you there. And um, you know Jordan and and that team uh, drew as the coach as well. Um, one of those things that I'll remember the rest of my life. And in and, and keeping with the fact that we had the Oscars last week and Will Smith very controversially um, slapped Chris Rock, have you ever seen an incident like that where it's kicked off and it's got a little bit? I've never even never even seen it. I, I what happened? I I I, I don't. I'm not a big social media guy, so I have no idea what happened. Only person on the planet that's not seen what happened at the Oscars last week. Dear me, yeah. I, need to, I need to enlighten you. Chris Rock was hosting at that part of the Oscars, and he made a joke about uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, Will's wife. Um, to do with alopecia, she's got alopecia, in not a nice condition, and yeah. took exception to this. Walked up onto the stage and hit him, and then went back down and sat and basically told Chris Rock. I think Chris Rock was trying to continue it, 
and basically says, take my wife's name out of your fucking mouth, said it twice, and you could tell it wasn't staged because of the venom in which he, he spat this at Chris Rock. And then, funnily enough, not long after, Will Smith was up collecting his Oscar for Best Actor. So you, you, really, wow. you really need to look at that. I'll watch it for sure. I, I love Will Smith. I think he's he's an unbelievable actor. First off, you'd, you'd never hear anything uh, controversial about him. Just amazing, amazing thing. Chris Rock probably was, was looking for laughs. And went went overboard again. You don't talk about people's wives, you know. If you want to talk about me or anything, but if you talked about my wife, it'd be the same thing. I, I'd smack your face. Um, so I I I, I got to take a look at that and see that. Fuck Chris Rock, what a little yeah, nerd. The only person weird. on the planet that's not seen that. Yeah, I haven't. Again, I'm not a big social media guy. So um, yeah, so yeah, I'll look at that for sure, Craig. Thank you. Right, back with the Galbraith report. I've got a cup of tea waiting on me when this is done. So we're in the straight <laughs> of this. Uh, you were talking about your mum earlier, Jade. How's she doing? Yeah, she's doing great. She's in Florida. My wife went down there actually for um, spring break. So she went down there, went golfing, watched uh, um, preseason baseball, which my wife loves. So they went to a couple games, Yankees, uh, Yankees, Tigers kind of thing down there in Clearwater. Um, yeah, so she's doing great, but uh, I just wanted to kind of give her a little plug. Uh, my mom's doing, um, my mom's hilarious. She, she never stops working. She can't just retire and retire and go golfing every day and do this. She always has to be doing something. So she started a company, um, that's doing really well. It, it's, um, cement, um, you know, like little gnomes, uh, that you put in your garden, stuff like that. Well, she does She she does molds for that. And what she does is she'll get you to pick your mold and then she'll, she'll be able to tell you better. But uh, you pick your mold, you go in there, go into her shop and you paint it and you have some wine, you have some lunch and stuff like that. So um, again, she'll, she'll tell you more. She's, um, she's doing great with it. Uh, people are, people are liking it, but it's called Create by Michelle. And uh, if you'd like to get in touch with her about possibly doing a class or just buying, you know, a mold and, and doing it yourself, uh, her email address is create at createbymichelle.net. Um, I'll put it on my Twitter and, and stuff like that. But again, um, if you'd like to get in touch with her, just go to Michelle create at createbymichelle.net and uh, she'd be happy to hear from you guys. So. Sure, she will. And a big hello to Michelle if you're listening. I'm sure she is. She's a big fan. Yeah, you met her before. Briefly. Uh, yeah. yeah. It must, must have been one of the times she was over when you were. Yeah, I think uh, the, uh, the my last year in Brayhead, I think, because uh, she came and. Um, yeah, I'm positive that you met her. I think I did. Oh, yeah. Um, just just um, what I've been doing. <laughs> so, yeah, just what I've been doing. Um, I'm, I'm doing a spring league team uh, with my younger. Yeah, I, I have a 2010 group, uh, uh, great kids. I wanted to just say a shout out to them, the Bandits 2010 AAA team. Um, awesome kids, it's a Super League team. Um, Kingston, uh, Lucas, uh, Maddox, uh, if I'm forgetting any of the boys. Anyway, just wanted to, to do a shout out to you guys. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to be doing a couple teams this year. Um, before the uh, before the summer starts, and just you know, doing my supreme hockey group stuff, uh, teaching kids how to shoot and whatnot. But um, yeah, just stuff like that. Again, um, whoever listens, if you want to get in touch with me, um, you know, you know how to find me: Facebook, Twitter, anything like that. If you need some information or any, you know, your your, your child's having a tough time stick handling or shooting in situations, you know, I'm I'm all, I'm always here to help the kids. So um, again, just wanted to do a shout out to my guys. Um, and just to say that I'm proud of you and let's keep this going. You know, I'm glad to hear the kids are doing absolutely fine. Right, before we get to your driving adventures, it is Masters Week, uh, Augusta. Oh, baby. Week. So who's your pick for the Masters this week? Then? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Tiger Woods just because I love Tiger and what a fucking story that would be. Um, on the other hand, my favorite golfer right now, uh, I'm partially biased because my wife's Australian is Cam Smith. He's, he's come second and third or whatever, um, in the last couple tournaments. So I, I'm putting my money on him. I love the way he plays. He's the best putter in the world right now. And you need to be able to putt at that and, and short game at, at Augusta. So I am raring to go. I can't freaking wait. I got the PVR set. This is the best tournament in golf. Uh, the open 
and and the masters are tied for me just because the open is is the the shit that goes on there is awesome the the weather and the pothole bunkers and the fairway all that stuff i love that so i am pumped but uh come on let's go camp smith i will admit that uh golf is not a sport i take a great interest in i, I couldn't play it for my, to save my fucking life and <laughs> but i love the big tournaments i've got i mean I, one of my favorite sporting um, highlights was the Ryder Cup uh, the year in Medina when Europe came from nowhere on the last day and stormed to victory that was incredible television uh, yes I wasn't planning to watch it that day I end up cancelling my plans and watching it and it was a great decision because it was well uh, the Ryder the Ryder Cup is unbelievable like a lot of people don't like golf but but that tournament is like test of skill and it's just persevere. It's just, it's amazing. You know, every sport has a, a, a time and a tournament or, or an event that just brings out, you know, what sports all about, like the, the, the adversity you have to face, you know, the talent, how high the talent level is. So I'm excited. I, you know, I, I love golf. Um, I love playing it. So um, I'm excited for this weekend. I'm going to go Rory McIlroy. That's the one he's not won yet. I'd love Rory to win it. He's skilled enough. If if his head, if his toolbox, he's he's got. If his tools are in the toolbox, he he can do it. But his his mind is what screws him around. So um, again, if he if he's on in the first round, I, I could see him doing some damage. But you know, he he's got to tighten that uh, that head on a little bit tighter for him. Uh, <laughs> right, driving adventures. What you been up to on the road? Yeah. Well, um, now that it's spring, um, I don't know if you guys have these stupid scooters um, where you, you download an app and you, you can rent scooters. And it's like, um, it's like you know, car to go, you know, where you, you jump in a car and you can rent it for whatever. Well, they have scooters. I should point out, I live in Ayrshire in the west of Scotland. Um, we're lucky. Okay. Still, still the 80s music. That's still huge over here. <laughs> Well, anyway, there's a there's a thing that's going on, and they're, they're they're scooters. So people are so lazy as it is nowadays that that these people will rent a scooter to go two blocks. But anyway, these these guys ride on the on the side of the roads, and then one guy um, was drunk riding on the highway, and these things only go twenty kilometers an hour, if that. And uh, I'm not sure if he got hit or not, or or caused an accident or whatever. But if you're listening out there. Those scooters are the stupidest things in the world. You don't need to if you if you want to if you have to go three or four blocks, leave five minutes early and walk. Um, our society's getting so goddamn lazy. They're stupid. People ride around uh, when they're drunk, uh, coming from the bars, making themselves look like idiots. So, um, please, if you're if you're thinking of using one of those, just don't. And they 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 just I just can't stand them. So again. Um, if you're driving around in one of those, I'm just going to lay on the horn for you to get the F out of the way. So, uh, that's my, my thing for today is just pisses me off now that the spring's coming. It's just don't use them, please. <laughs> there we go. That was uh, driving with Jade. That sounds like a pleasurable experience. If you're <laughs> um, I think that should do it um, for this week. I think we've covered quite a lot in the, in the yep. show. A lot of it, we, we, we wing it, don't we? We, we kind of have a, a basic format and then we kind of go. We do, buddy. That's the way it should be, man. Because that's where you, you get get what, what you want to say. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm never filtered or whatever. So everything that I say is, is right from when you ask me. We don't do takes. We don't do anything like that. Again, you want it real. You know, you don't want these guys 10-second uh, playbacks or whatever. If you slip up, you actually swear. Again, it makes better better radio. If you that's why I made it an explicit rating so we can get away <laughs> and I don't need to edit it. That, that saves me a shit. That's the key, yeah. And again, I don't I don't go too crazy, but again, you know, I gotta explain I, as an athlete, it's no excuse, but I do swear more than I should. Um on the ice with my kids, though, I'm a little bit better. Um I, I don't swear with them. I, I get upset and I'll throw one out there under my breath, but for the most part, you know, um these are for adults. Uh, again, if one of the kids are listening, I apologize. Um, don't swear. So, Before we wrap up, what are you up to the rest of the week then? I have my uh, spring league teams. So I practice the rest of the week. Um, 
I'm going to uh, my physical with my wife today, so I'm not pissed. I'm not happy about that. I hate physicals, hate doctors, so that's not going to be great. Um, and then my, I'm taking my wife to a roughness game for her birthday that's coming up. So uh, yeah, it'll be be a good week anyway. What about yourself? Not much. Working mainly. Um, I've got the clan awards on Wednesday, right enough. So there's a little social occasion to look forward to. Nice. Don't drink too much. Back, back at it for the weekend, as, as well as working around about that as well. So that's kind of my week. Awesome. Well, thanks, Craig. Great, great one today, buddy. As always, yep, we'll be back again next week. A um, bit of a tighter schedule next week, but we'll, we'll keep you right. But we're going to get the guests on soon. Ruben or anybody, we'll, we'll start getting... Yeah, Ruben's going to be on after his playoffs are done, 100%. Uh, again, any of my ex-players or anybody that's listening, if you want to get on, uh, message Craig and, and we'll do that. I'm trying to get Clark MacArthur, a uh, guy that played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I played with him in junior and trying uh, to get him on as well. Uh, maybe Curtis Glencross, a couple NHL guys. So anyway, I'm working on that. So we're going to get a few coming up here. Yeah, good stuff. Right, okay, let's leave it there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for downloading. Get in touch with us on Twitter at Galbraith Report is where you'll find us. We've got the Facebook page as well. We haven't had any questions this week. This has just been kind of thrown together. But send in your questions to Jade about anything to do with NHL, anything about his career. If you want to ask me anything, as ridiculous as that might sound, <laughs> crack on. It'll be great to hear from you. But we're back. We're going to keep going, and that'll do for this week. Bye for now. Bye. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.